Where did I park? Where did I park? Welcome to another journey in trying to find out where did I park. I'm your host, Chris, better known as CP, and I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head and get my life together. So here goes nothing. So a huge thank you to everybody who checked out last week's episode. Uh, thank you to the new people who have just joined us. Thank you for Pastor Marcus's friends and uh, listeners that came in and checked us out. Hopefully you'll stay. Uh, just thank you to everybody. Um, it's a good way to bring in the new year. Uh, definitely appreciate him being on here. I know it's a little longer than most of our episodes are, but you know how they do. They tell the pastor, take your time, but the pastor, take your time. Just play it. I knew it was going to be good, though. There was a lot to say, and uh, I think he did well with it. Uh, definitely, again, want to shout out Pastor Marcus. He's really done a tremendous job just, uh, you know, figuring things out and getting himself in gear. So I salute him. Uh, he's one of my best friends and I appreciate him for that. So uh, super proud of him. Uh, and also uh, got to see some more of the best nines out there this year. It was cool to see how people thought of their gear and what they've done with it. So it was definitely an exciting thing to see. Also, people didn't really hold themselves at nine. They just did like the best one, two or three things that happened to themselves this year. I thought that was pretty cool. I still didn't do one myself. Uh, I probably had a cheat code this year because uh, my son was born this year. My third son. My last son. So that was easily uh, the greatest accomplishment for this year. So maybe next year. We'll see how it goes. Uh, i got a laundry list of things I want to do this year. So depending on how well I do with them, maybe I'll have a little bit more to say next year for the best nine or the best five or the best one. All it takes is one anyway. At any rate, Happy New Year. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be here. Just glad for 2020. I think it's going to be a good year. Uh, I got a lot of plans. I'm sure uh, other people have plans too. So I'm just excited to really get the ball rolling. Uh, Kind of a nervous anxiousness on some changes I need to make. But I'm here and I'm ready. I think the nervous anxiousness really just comes from a place of wanting to do better, wanting to be better. I've heard enough of, you know, nothing will change if nothing changes and uh, a lot of things like that. Um, Even biblically, faith without works is dead and just there's so much that, you know, we want to do, but we just got to get off our butts and try. At least, you know, everybody fails once or twice or a bunch of times till we get that right one. A lot of, well, a few of my guests are talking about just kind of getting out there and just doing it. Um, I live kind of a just do it mindset on a lot of things, so... There's a lot of things I want to get done, a lot of changes I need to make. So it's just time to do some of them. So we'll see how it goes. I got a huge list, like I said. I don't know if I'm ready to share them. I want to knock some things out and really start getting moving on some of those um, before I do. So I guess if I could say anything, I'd just say stay tuned. But also uh, let me know what you guys got down the pipe. What's some of your resolutions or do we even call them resolutions anymore? 
Do we just call them goals or or thoughts or targets or um, I don't know, things to do, ways to improve? I don't know what we call them in 2020. Or can we just still call them resolutions? Does that put a negative connotation to it? Or do people really know what you're talking about? Or do they believe in you is the question. I think the other question is, how long do resolutions or changes even last? Do they get to the 21 days or 10 days, two weeks? Um, What's the over under on that? I'm still not sure, but I guess that goes back to planning, whether you're picking things you can really do or really want to do, or does life just get in the way? It tends to do that. Either way, um, let's see what we got going. Let's see what we can actually get done and let's see how far we can take it. I did some expert preparation on the Google machine today and I wanted to look up the top resolutions or what people vow to do differently the most. And there's a whole bunch of different things you can, people got like Pinterest lists and other lists of things you can try to resolve. And then there's like business resolutions, corporate resolutions, all that stuff. But I'm just looking at some random uh, TV station and uh, the top 10 are staying motivated, upgrading technology, being a better person, being more healthy, being happier, having better mental health, going to the gym, losing weight, um, eating more favorite foods, trying something new. (laughs) Number one is actually doing the New Year's resolution. So if number one is actually doing it, That's kind of a cop out, but it's still kind of funny. A lot of them are uh, diet based, food based. Do the resolutions need to be specific? Are you supposed to lose X amount of pounds or are you supposed to save X amount of money? Or is it just I need to work on doing this? It's almost kind of counterproductive. If you're not setting a goal, are you really reaching it or is the goal to just try? I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with trying, but it seems unfulfilling, too. Like, even if you try, you should have some type of resolve or some type of, well, I tried so, or well, I got this much. Maybe next time I try, I can do that much. Or maybe the try was a success. It's hard to kind of imagine what that is, but if you don't put any type of definition to it, is it really a success? Or is it even really a try? Try, 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 try. So it's almost like we're Jedi mind tricking our resolutions just to make ourselves feel better. What's the point? Also furthering my expert Google analysis, looked up how long do resolutions usually tend to last. I landed on the New York Post of all places. Um, I don't know. It is what it is. It could be better, could be worse. But (laughs) they're predicting that Saturday, January 12th is going to be the day all the resolutions break. So you're only you're not even getting two weeks in. You're getting 11 days, probably 10 days because you're probably not starting your resolution until January 2nd. Um, so you're getting like a week and a half of good effort towards your plan and then it's out. That kind of stinks. It's almost like, what's the point? Where's your motivation? I think if anything, we should probably work on doing things to strengthen our motivations and our resolve. You'd hate for health scares or anything to be the reason. But a lot of times a sad event or something life altering is the reason that you start to make changes. I know I've made changes in the past, whether diet or bills or anything, uh, after something drastic has happened. It's sad that it's got to be that way, but people don't act right, myself included sometimes. It goes on to say that only 8% of people achieve their New Year's goals, while 80% fail to keep their resolutions. 
I don't know what the other 12% do. And it says another 55% of New Year's resolutions are health-related, like exercise, eating, and then other ones are like getting uh, getting through bills, getting out of debt better. The last part about why resolutions fail are because people set unrealistic expectations. That goes back to the try. You don't really put any definition on it. Can you really do that? And then also, are you doing pie in the sky? And I'm not saying don't have the pie in the sky, but if just jumping up to get the pie in the sky is your goal, you're pretty much setting yourself up to fail. Again, faith without works is dead. So I think that's pretty interesting. I think that's a good way to at least go into looking at what you're asking for, what you're telling yourself to do or what you're trying to make yourself do better so that you can be more realistic with your resolutions. Uh, Back to last week's episode with Pastor Marcus for a minute. Did you guys hear that? He said he lost like 125 pounds. That's dope. Super amazing. That's just dedication and commitment. And that's something you can stick to. Losing weight is a hard thing, but sometimes life comes at you fast. Or even when you gain weight, life can come at you slow. And it's up to you to get it back in check. I know personally, I've been on like a weight loss journey. I don't know if it's rivaling his by any means. I know it's not like that, but um, just needed to do better. Um, like I've been telling people, I really just wanted my clothes to fit because a lot of them weren't. It's tough to look in your closet when you got a, you know, two racks full of stuff and you can only fit things in the corner. You get real used to wearing the same thing over and over again and you get real used to not being able to wear anything else you want. And that's just uncomfortable. And then plus you sitting there in meetings at work and you're like tugging at your clothes and You know, just all that stuff. That's just uncomfortable. And the next thing you know, you got like seven pairs of sweatpants just because they're convenient. It's like, do you really like sweatpants that much or you got some things going on? I guess we can say life changing event. You know, I had a kid. This is the third one. I think with the first two, I did uh, everything as expected. Put on a bunch of weight, tried to get it off. Um. Ended up, you know, doing a lot of fast food eating and quick eating, trying to get things together just in the name of, you know, finding the new normal. But I didn't want to do that this time. And I know my wife didn't either. So it was just a different type of commitment. And then, you know, as I continue to get older, you know, you got to get your physicals and please everybody get your once a year and all that stuff, at least. Um, so doing all that stuff and I didn't get any bad reports, but I also said to myself, How much longer can I get away with not getting any bad reports? The worst thing that'll happen is I get there and, you know, it could have been something that if I had paid attention to or if I hadn't been skipping out, then, you know, I might would have been able to handle it. So I didn't want that to happen. So just a a few factors have played into that. And then I think on the mental health aspect of it, you know, it does feel good to, uh, you know, get it out, have an outlet to sort through some thoughts and feelings or just breathe through some things or, you know, just do better for an hour or half an hour, whatever time you have. And then uh, when you look at your plate, you're just like, I don't need to eat all this crap. Yeah, it's delicious. But if I feel like crap later, you know, I could have done better. I could have slept better. So just a a lot of things, some proactive, some reactive, some uh, just want to make sure I stay clear from. So I've been on a little journey, too. It just didn't start at New Year's. I know better. Shame on y'all. I'm just playing. Kind of. But that is what I really wanted to talk about today. It is that season 
that season is upon us. I know that I always haven't been as diligent as I need to be when trying to work out or trying to, you know, get my physical fitness routine in place. But it just seems like whenever I do it, it's it's in the middle of the year. So by the time the end of the year, a new year's rolls around, like I'm already in the groove. But the resolution is here. So many people doing their resolutions. You hate to root against them, but you just want your alone time again. You want your happy place. You want your outlet. As my friend PJ always says, he'll be on here one day. Outside is free. It is, but if it's raining or it's cold, it's it's not as free as you want it to be. Every win ain't a win. Every loss ain't a loss. So it's good to have some type of gym or inside or something you can do. But the gym is just crazy packed right now. And it's so annoying. It's not that I want these people to fail. I just want them to respect my space. I was here first. I'm not saying you you gotta leave, but like, don't take my stuff. I really had another where did I park moment today. I mean, I always do, but like I had a sincere one because I can usually get to the gym, find a spot in the first couple rows, get out and get moving. I had to park so far away today because it was packed like the club. My workout was really getting into the gym. The parking lot was everywhere. That was way harder. That was almost the hardest part of the workout especially with a little chill outside. And then once I put that sweat on and got good, I got hit right back with that chill trying to go out and I went to my normal spot where I'm usually at. Looked up and I was like, oh yeah, I'm not here. It's the club outside. Then I had to remember, where did I park? Park, park, park. Then I was like, oh yeah, Chris, clever pun. Also, you're all the way on the other side of the parking lot. Good luck with this extra mile that you got to put on. Again, I don't want anybody to fail. I just want my stuff, like my parking spot. Then I get inside and I can't even sign in. And again, I'm not like any groundbreaking fitness place or some super trainer or super CrossFit. Like I'm just at Planet Fitness. So maybe that's the problem. But hey, it's cheap and I'm cheap. And I've done the expensive stuff before when I was less committed. And so I just ended up wasting money. Or should I even used to do CrossFit back in the day? I started with a Groupon. Once it ended, uh... That price went up and I was like, oh, how many reps? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep doing this. But I loved it. It was punishment. It was like pledging without, um, you know, some of the other things that happened in pledging. But uh, it was a, yeah, that was an experience. But anyways, um, I'm just at Planet Fitness and I couldn't even sign in because the line was out the door full of people signing up. I'm like. Don't y'all know they got online registration? All you got to do is fill out the stuff online, get your deal, and then come in and get your tag. Or at least move the thing over so I can get my stuff. Again, I don't want these people to fail. I want them to sign up. I just want them to get out of my way so I can get in here and get my workout in. I'm on a schedule. Go to work, go to the gym, come home, be a dad, be a husband. Record my podcast. Rinse, repeat. They impede in progress. And I don't know what else it is, but like when you go to sign up for the gym, why wouldn't you put on gym clothes? You know, they're going to give you a tour. You know, they're going to give you like 10 minutes to see how the treadmills feel or anything like that. Or see if you want to, you know, do a couple sets. Like look active or at least look like you're coming from someplace. It's people that look like they just came from anywhere. I'm not trying to judge. It's a judgment-free zone, but I was looking sternly. 
with a look of bewilderment. I don't really have too many of the locker room horror stories. I mean, you've seen one set of old balls, you've seen them all. I just get in there, do what I need to do, change my clothes, get it moving, and get out there. I will say, there's actually a considerable amount of people that wash their hands in the gym bathroom, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. You know, they do have some respect there, probably because they're touching on machines and equipment, and you never know whose old balls have been around all them lockers, so shout out to the hand washers. But then I did all that, and I get out there, and I'm not saying I got favorites, but I got some frequent machines that I use. And I know it's kind of like church when you're not supposed to do it, but you know, people got their favorite rolls of their pews and unless their name is on it as like a donor, it's not theirs per se, but everybody know that that's where they sit. So I'm looking at my treadmill, I'm like, oh, okay. Somebody gonna be on the one I like to use, okay. Yes, it's the one close to where I can watch sports, but I also like to watch HGTV. Um, I don't really like to watch the politics that are on there, but you know, there's other things you can watch. You can kind of see a snippet of whatever music video, maybe you need to Shazam it or something for later. But you know, I, I have a few favorite treadmills that I, that I frequent. There's one or two ellipticals that I, I'm not going to say they have my name on, but you know, they be talking to me and I just couldn't use those cause they were packed with new people. I'm not saying I want y'all to fail. Just want y'all to like use the starter treadmills and the starter ones all the way at the end of the line. I've been in here. I put in these work. I put in these hours. Give me my treadmill. I know I'm not the only one that feels that way too. Cause you know, when you go to the same place at the same time, you see the same people. So you have your community of unspoken to unwritten uh, people that you just holler at you, their head nod or you might give them a pound if they look like they're getting it in that day or whatever. You're just walking by. So I see my regulars. We looking at each other like, yo, what up, what up, what up? And then we're all just looking around like, dang, there's so many people in here. They can't use their machines. And it's some, it's a few muscle heads in there, men and women, that be getting it in. And they couldn't get to their routines and stuff that they wanted. So they were looking all mad. You can tell they're into fitness because they got new outfits for Christmas. That's probably what they're kids or significant others gave them so a couple of them had on some new shoes a couple of them had on some new uh jogging pants or leggings or whatever you call them a couple had on uh you know some new fitness shirts you know the dry fit all that stuff so you, some people then came up so they were in there flexing in their new outfits except they weren't sweating in them because they had to wait their turn because there was a whole bunch of new people there not knowing what the machine did taking hella selfies you can already tell that they was gonna they were going to tag it like new year, new me, going to do better, resolution day one. And it's like, that's cool. I don't want you to fail. I just need you to get out of my way while you're taking that selfie so I can get to my machine and get my reps in. <sighs> January 12th, huh? <laughs> I mean, I want you to come back, but if you don't, at least I'll get my workout in in time. It's funny, though, because you already have the people that you like in there. Um, you've already accepted people for their flaws, like the people who dance on the machine, people who get really into their music. I get into my music and I'm grooving. I like to play me some rock music and get my uh, my juices flowing, get me these miles in. There's a guy in the gym that I call him Tom Brady because he wears Patriots gear from head to toe. 
Where's the Tom Brady hat? TB12 in that Tom Brady's uh, label gear. I didn't think anybody was buying them hats. He got like 10 of them hats. He'd be wearing them. He's probably upset because the Patriots lost. That's why we didn't see him. But he's in there all the time and he's a workout warrior. He does like a circuit of like four different machines. And if you even step near him, he's looking at you with a death scowl. But it's funny to just watch him. Sometimes I just sit there and people watch versus watching the TVs. It's much more fun. People just have their routines and their mechanics. And uh, there's a one guy in there that I've seen. He's like seven foot one. And he's obviously a basketball player. But he gets on the elliptical and his arms are so long and it takes him so hard to like get the machine moving back and forth because it's like he's bending down and punching down trying to get his arms moving. I'm like, there's probably a better machine for you, but I'm not going to be the one to tell you that. You keep going. You keep doing your thing. But he was displaced today, too, because somebody was near his machines and he couldn't get it going. TB12 probably worked out at home because he knew that there was going to be a bunch of people out there. That's what I should have done. And you ever been tracked on a machine like, you know, when it's packed, they really want you to like adhere to the 20 minute rule or the 30 minute rule, whatever it is. I mean, people be on there for hours doing their exercises. Shoot, I know I like to get me a little hour in, get me about five, six miles in. I don't got time to be stopping after 20 minutes. It take me 20 minutes to just start feeling good and stop feeling like I, I hate this and I want to quit. If you stop me at 20 minutes, I'm going to have a 19 minute workout and I'm not going to look as good as I look right now. And that closet still going to be dark. So you got to respect my hour, but at least respect like 40 minutes or something. But all these treadmills, but people always crowding around the ones that they think they want. But those are mine. Right? I'm not saying leave or, you know, don't come back after January 12th. I'm just saying, like, don't take mine. Let me get my 40 minutes in. You get yours over there and everybody wins. Right? And then there's another part of it that's probably not cool. Um, when you learn to know who's in the gym, you respect them for who they are. And everybody's in there with a goal. So nobody's really in there being gross. I mean, there's people in there with big butts and people in there with fake, you know, fronts, backs, sides and sides. There's people in there that are large and in charge. Are they motivated? There's people in there that got crazy muscles. You know, it is what it is. People just doing their thing. It's more fun people watching and seeing routines than it is actually looking at people. But then when you got brand new people, there's a whole bunch of creepers and lurkers. Man, I seen three or four dudes heads turn just on people walking by. And I'm like, that's probably disrespectful. Not saying that these, you know, people don't draw any looks or any eyes. But like when you know you in a new place and you don't know what you're doing, you just out here wide open being a creep. And now you got a whole gym full of regulars and visitors looking at you. You're probably turning people off. I'm not saying I want you to fail, but at least have some respect. Shoot. But if you do leave. Um, that would be good if you could leave at like 4.30. So I could get in there and get all my stuff. And I don't have to worry about you being a creep. Thanks. And I'm not trying to dog Planet Fitness. But I think this was one of the rare times I was actually able to pay attention because there were so many people there. This pizza Monday thing is not a good idea because you got some people in there who do not need to eat pizza, myself included. There's this one dude that goes to the gym every day. I see him every single day, getting it in, talking to people, gets his workout in, does like two or three workouts. He's good. I seen him take a whole box today. He didn't even put the pizzas on a plate. He just took the box. 
Maybe he's feeding his family, but the way he was eyeing it, doing the Birdman hand rub. He's taking that to the house. His gut, that's going straight back. Now, maybe that's the idea. So it's like a hamster wheel. Run it out, eat all of it back, feel bad, come back in the morning. Maybe that's the plan, but that's foul. Get rid of them pizzas, man. This is the gym. Now, if y'all bring some steaks, though, I mean, what day is steak day? Holler at me on the low. But there's an Italian restaurant, too, in the same parking lot. If they worked out a deal with them, maybe like some breadsticks or like some lasagna or something. Yeah. If they do that, I'm going to be like Frank Thomas on Nugenics. And I only got one more thing to the actually very nice person who went to the same school I went to and just happens to live in the area and is obviously getting it in at the gym because I see you every day. Just speak. I know you. You know me. I know where you are on social. You know where I am on social. If I give you a head nod, just return it. If I say hello, just say hi back. But don't stare a hole through me. And then when I acknowledge it, you turn away. What are you, seven? I know you don't have a crush on me because my wife be in there. So you ain't stupid. Plus you went to my school, so you're not that dumb. Just don't stare. Just say hello. Or just do your own thing. If you don't stare, I don't have to look at you. We can keep it moving. But I thought we had a really good relationship to the point where, you know, you stare at me. I look away. I do my thing. I catch you staring again. You look away and we move on. That's our little song and dance. But today you crossed the line. What you did was so foul, so irregular, so obtuse. So uncouth, so unprofessional, so unbecoming. I knew I had to say something. I couldn't wait to get on this microphone and talk about this. Because I can't believe you would have the audacity to get on the treadmill that you know I use right in front of the TV. I don't even mean seeing you using the treadmill or the elliptical. You be on some other stuff. But you're going to do my routine? The treadmill elliptical combo? And just bounce back and forth between both of the ones that I use, knowing that there's all these people in there. I'd expect that from somebody new, but not from you. You know those got my name on them. Why you do that? Couldn't even get my workout in right. I'm definitely not saying you need to fail, but you need to respect what you already know is, is worthy of respect. Don't take my stuff again. Get off my trigger. Anyways. It's time for some uplift. So we had some fun today at the expense of resolutions, good, bad, and different. Gym chronicles, weight loss, uh, you know, just general things that you hear around this time of year. And yeah, I had some fun with, you know, feeling overwhelmed and crowded and wanting my stuff in my spot. And again, I definitely don't want anybody to fail. I think the key is to set realistic goals and to uh, work on achieving them, myself included. And, you know, I'm just joking about all that stuff, but. And I'm just joking about all the get out of my way stuff. But I think there's something to remember. 
a lot of times people can get intimidated. They can feel out of place. They can feel pressure from being in a new place, being in a new environment, being around people that they haven't been before and also feeling judged. Um, I mean, we all have seen it. We all have done it. We all have seen somebody that looks like they ate way too much trying to get their life together. It looks like somebody that drank too much trying to get their life together. And sometimes we look at them with favor or with pity or with sorrow. And sometimes we look at them, you know, full of scorn and resentment. And the way that the eyes pierce, you never know how it's going to make you feel. So some people are out. So some people are at the gym, you know, as a last resort. Some people are at an AA meeting for their last resort. Some people are at a financial counselor for their last resort. Some people are, you know, in front of a judge is their last resort. You don't ever know what somebody's really going through. And so it's important not to place too much judgment on somebody. And maybe the resolution for yourself needs to be to find something or someone or somewhere where you can extend a helping hand where you maybe have balled up your fist before or closed your hand and turned away in another life or another part of your life. Maybe your goal is to be more friendly, be more uh, receptive, or maybe the goal is to just not judge somebody like you would. You don't have to be their friend to befriend them or, you know, wish them Godspeed, but maybe you just don't hate on them. That's a simple goal. How many of us get turned away from our resolutions just because we feel like we're not accepted or Nobody's watching like we thought they would or nobody's liking what we're doing. It's important that we make resolutions for ourselves and not for other people. If we're making a resolution for somebody else's benefit, we've already set ourselves up to fail. Now, your resolution could help somebody, but it's got to be from you. It's got to be genuine. It's got to be honest and it's got to be earnest. So make an achievable goal. Make a resolution that's worth resolving and make sure it's for yourself and once you have that don't put the bar so high that you can't reach it in one jump take steps start small start slow build an effective path of consistency communication and then work to make effective changes and let's make 2020 a year that we won't forget and then at the end we can post our best one three five seven nine whatever we need to do, and we'll all emerge victorious. Life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday. I'll be back soon to unload some more of the good, bad, and ugly. And I hope you'll join me again. Because once I get, because once I regain control of my favorite treadmill and my favorite elliptical and get back out to the parking lot after January 12th, Because once I regain control of my favorite treadmill and my favorite elliptical by the TV and I get back to where I need to be after January 12th, I actually won't need any help because I'll know exactly where did I park, park, park.